You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. Welcome to this special live edition of the GDPR Weekly Show, in which I'm going to update you on the GDPR Brexit evolution, or as some people would call it, the GDPR Brexit revolution. And so I'm just going to take you through what's changing. So the GDPR Brexit revolution, as it says, there's 45 days to go now to the 1st of January when all this comes into force. And so what we're going to go through this afternoon is is what's changing, when is it changing, deal or no deal. The key questions you need to ask, is it really going to be enforced? So what do you need to do? Can you do it yourself? And how can we at Insurity help? So what is changing? On the 1st of January, UK uh, GDPR becomes UK GDPR, which is largely based on the Data Protection Act 2018. But UK GDPR ceases to be adequate in the eyes of the European Data Protection Board. And so for GDPR purposes, the UK becomes the third country. And for and as with EU GDPR, UK GDPR will have extra territorial reach. So UK GDPR applies to UK citizens, even if they're not registered in the UK at the time. So UK GDPR will apply to processing of personal data if you're located in the UK and you offer goods and services to or monitor the behaviour of individuals in the UK. But EU GDPR, which is a GDPR we've all become used to, may also continue to apply to you if you have branches or offices in the European Union or in the EEA, or you offer goods or services to or monitor the behaviour of individuals in the EEA. So that's what's changing. When is it changing? 11.59pm on the 31st of December 2020. And then what about deal or no deal? Well, if the UK and the EU establish a trade deal before the 31st of December 2020, and from the press it's looking increasingly unlikely that that is going to happen, and the UK and the EU negotiate adequate country status for the UK as far as data protection is concerned, and all the EU countries agree on and ratify that adequate status, and a data sharing agreement does not impose a requirement for additional steps for EU to UK data transfer, then you need all the rest of this presentation. But the trade deal needs to be concluded this week if there's any realistic chance of it being ratified by the 31st of December. And I say that's why it's looking increasingly unlikely that's going to happen. The ICO and the different data protection authorities around Europe have put serious negotiation of data transfer on hold until the outcome of those trade talks is known. And the last time the EU states had to ratify cross-border data transfer, it took them more than six months to do so. So I think even if the trade deal gets done, the chances of the adequate status being awarded in the next 45 days is slim, to put it mildly. And added on to that is the complications brought about by the SREMS 2 case. Those of you who are regular listeners to the GDPR Weekly Show will know that the SREMS 2 case a few months ago now effectively rendered the UK or the EU US Privacy Shield redundant. It said that was not an adequate mechanism. And so there's still lots of confusion about transfer of data safely to the US, although that is an improving situation. But that in itself has taken months to get resolved. 
Contact us on helpdesk at gdprweeklyshow.com or phone us on 0800-808-5312. So the key questions that you need to be asking yourselves really are, do you have clients, employees or suppliers within the EU? And particularly clients with employees. Suppliers aren't quite such a, an issue, but certainly clients and employees are. Is any of your data stored in the EU? And if you're using any sort of cloud services, then I would suggest you contact your cloud provider, whether that's Google or whoever, Amazon or whoever, to check where they are storing your data. Is any of your data processed in the EU? And is any of the data that you process originating from the EU? Because if any of those are true, then the rest of what I'm about to say this afternoon very much applies to you. Another thing that I've had put to me is, is, is that, oh, well, this is all very well, but it's not going to be enforced, is it? Because even GDPR, when it first came in, took a while to be enforced. And although now we've had the big fines on British Airways and Marriott hotels, it's not really going to be enforced. Well, the bad news is that it is going to be enforced. From the feedback we've had, both from the ICO and the European Data Protection Board, have indicated that it will be enforced. Now, they will take into account what industry you're in and how big you are when they're establishing that penalty. But nonetheless, there will be penalties if you are dealing with European data or dealing with European citizens and you don't have the necessary procedures in place. So what do you need to do? Firstly, you've got to establish if you've got any clients, employees or suppliers in the EU. Then you've got to establish if any of your data is stored in the EU and if any of your data is processed in the EU. And if any of those three are true, you've either got to establish an EU place of business, i.e. you actually open an office in the EU, or you need to find an agent within the EU. You or that agent then needs to register you with whichever data protection authority it is in the country that you've got your European presence in. You then got to conduct a data privacy impact assessment to judge what effect all of this is going to have on your data. Is it exposing the data to any more risk than the data is currently exposed to? You've got to ensure that any contracts with EU entities include required legal clauses. And on an ongoing basis, you've got to establish whether your data handling procedures are in line with the, the EU standards. And bear in mind, of course, that although we are pretty much aligned as at the 31st of December, some things are going to change, doubtless, as we go forward in the future. And so you've got to make sure that you're taking account of those changes. One of the key obstacles to us becoming a, a suitable country is the fact that within... Although the Data Protection Act 2018 is very much largely based on GDPR, it, it includes a couple of clauses which allow for the government to share your information or information about you with the UK intelligence agencies. Now, that's in there because it's an anti-terrorist mechanism, but the EU are saying that that is not in GDPR and unless that comes out, then we won't be regarded as being an adequate country. And although there are other stumbling blocks, that's the major stumbling block which the government and the EU have to resolve somehow between them. And as I say, given the speed the EU moves, and particularly the speed which it moves on ratification, I really can't see that happening in the next 45 days. So how can we help with all this? We've teamed up with a company called ICNIA in Tilburg in the Netherlands, who 
will become the European agent for all of our clients who subscribe to our, our EU scheme, and I'll come on to that in a moment. And in return, Insurity, we, we will be the UK agent for all of Ignea's clients because the rules apply the other way as well. If it's a European country that's got UK customers, they need to establish a UK agent because we're now outside of the scope of GDPR, or we will be from the 1st of January from EU GDPR. We will register you with the Dutch Data Protection Authority. We will conduct the required data privacy impact assessment, so we'll work with you to assess how your data is being affected by this change, by this introduction of European GDPR. We will provide you with all the necessary contractual clauses to include in your contracts with your customers and your suppliers. We will provide all the necessary legal procedures and we will act as your agent in any data breaches and data subject access requests. And we will also act as an external DPO to your business, which is a service we offer companies already but automatically as part of the EU process, if you sign up to it, then we will become an external DPO to your business and able to assist you with UK issues as well as EU issues. So can you do it yourself? Well, short answer is yes. Longer answer is yes, but be prepared to spend hours of your time on it and risk getting it wrong because it is reasonably complex. So how much will it cost? Well, we've set up three different pricing bands depending on how many employees you have, because the more employees, bigger company, more chance of data breaches, etc., more chance of subject access requests. So if you've got less than 100 employees, then it's £2,500 a year or £500 in the first month, followed by £250 a month ongoing. Between 100 and 249 employees, it's £4,000 a year or £750 in the first month, followed by £400 a month ongoing. And if you've got more than 250 employees, it's £6,000 a year, or £1,000 in the first month, followed by £600 a month ongoing, all excluding VAT, minimum 12-month contract. And this is very much an early bird offer. This offer is from now until November the 30th to sign up. If you sign up from December onwards, effectively those costs will double. So there's a really big saving in signing up before the 30th of November. And there's two reasons for that. One is we want to reward early birds. And secondly, because it gives us more time to get things ready before working with you before the 1st of January. And so to conclude, if you have any questions, then you can email our help desk at helpdesk at gdprweeklyshow.com. You can telephone on our free phone number 0800 808 5312. Or to sign up or to download our checklist, you can go to https www.gdprweeklyshow.com forward slash Brexit. Okay, well, thank you everyone for taking part. You've got the contact details there. Always free to, to speak to you if you have any questions. And I look forward to hearing from you all very soon. Thank you very much. Contact us on helpdesk at gdprweeklyshow.com or phone us on 0800-808-5312. The GDPR Weekly Show is an insurity production.